What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name's Kyle. Tonight, it is Thursday evening, October 12th. We have a fun uh, divisional matchup, Broncos going to Kansas City. We have Jesse with us. Jesse, how are we doing tonight? What's going on, Bauer? We're doing good. How's the weather over there? Looks like you're at uh, you're at the game. Yes, I'm live in KC, and it is dry but windy. Yeah, there was reports of rain coming in that we were looking at throughout the week, and uh, it looks like there might be a small chance in the second half. But overall, I'm not too concerned about the rain. But the wind, the wind is a big one because like they were calling for it to be almost 25 miles per hour, but that's dropped down significantly to where it's maybe not so much a factor. You know, maybe less deep balls to Marvin Mims, Watson, and MVS. But either way, not overly concerned about the weather. Uh, but fun game. Do you have any quick thoughts on tonight's game for the good people? Yeah, I mean, it's a divisional game, so you never know what you're going to get, right? It could be competitive. Denver's played Chiefs pretty competitively, even though they have lost quite a few in a row. Um, Mahomes, that you know, he's already commented, we're not going to overlook this. So I'm expecting them to be focused. You know, they didn't really play fantastic last week. They were still able to come away with a win. But um, it should be a fun divisional game in Arrowhead. I expect the Chiefs to put on a show for T-Swift. And I'm not sure if the spreads or anything moved, but the Chiefs are up by about 10 or 11 points. You got the Chiefs almost scoring 30 in this game. The, the total is about 48. So they're projecting roughly 30 points for the Chiefs and about 19 or so, maybe 18 for the Broncos. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, but good evening to Jerry, Harris, and Jason. Hope you guys are all doing well. Uh, what do we want to do tonight? This is our this is Jesse's first Thursday Night Live. Typically, we just kind of hang out and do the practice reports. So I, I kind of pulled up some things here. This one's kind of cool. Like Greg Dulcich is back. I think a lot of people, a lot of people had him pegged as like a sleeper tight end. You know, if we were talking in August, a lot of people liked him in this offense. Does he, I, you played DraftKings DFS. Have you made any lineups with Dulcich or do you want to kind of wait and see what his usage looks like? Yeah, I'm going to wait and see. I, uh, you know, week one before he went down, Troutman was actually out there still. So I was a little nervous, you know, the usage there, it seemed like Troutman leading up to the season. Uh, was kind of getting some some love from the Denver staff, even if we all love Dulcich ourselves. Yeah, I'm well. Th- there's there's room for two. I think obviously they like Troutman for his blocking and, and his special teams kind of dirty work aspect. But this team needs weapons. So like I, I would hope that they have some things ready for Dulcich. I don't think he's a fantasy start yet. But hey, if you if you need a tight end, he's worth stashing and seeing how he looks in this game and maybe we can think about him going forward uh but we did get a question in here from david thoughts on rashi rice for the rest of the season what do you think jesse what are we doing with rice yeah i think right away the first thing i want to see is i want to see trending route running in the right direction i want to see him on the field i want to see him winning playing time over some of these other guys i mean right now he's pretty much last in the totem pole besides ross but you know ross we don't expect to stick around but yeah i mean Sky Moore, Tony, they play kind of similar roles. Watson, MVS, they play kind of similar roles. Rashi Rice kind of has a little bit different of a role in this team, and I think it could be a fun one. And I think it's just a matter of time before he eventually, ideally, gets thrown in that role, trusted, you know. Yeah, and we were talking, uh, David, before the show went live, we were kind of talking about, like, these Chiefs receivers, they're, they're spread too thin. They're not giving these guys enough routes and they're kind of just using too many guys for them to get into rhythm now it is nice though to see five targets on only 10 routes like that that's fantastic like if we get those routes up we could be looking at rashi as a starter so i don't ever want to wish injury to somebody but if there was an injury that could open up more routes and opportunities 
I think Rashi is definitely a stash. He's one of those guys and with, with, we can name probably a ton of rookie wide receivers who have gotten better, you know, as the season goes on. And I think Rice might be one of those guys. They like him. Hopefully they can find more ways to use him. So he's a stash right now. Uncomfortable starting him tonight though, right? Yeah. And I feel great about starting him. I mean, he's going to go out and get, you know, his three, four, five targets. And we just really, you're banking on a touchdown, which I usually don't like to do. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Harris has a question here. Rank these rest of season, half PPR, Logan Thomas, Dulcich, and Luke Musgrave. Uh, do you have any quick, what's, what's your first reaction here? And it's, it's gross, but it's Logan Thomas, right? <laughs> yeah. So my, my, my immediate thought was if you told me that Logan Thomas was going to be healthy for the rest of the year, um, I think he's in a great spot. Uh, you know, I didn't think about this a lot in the preseason, but Eric Bienemy coming over, you know, he's, he came from a system where the tight end was featured, right? You know, Logan Thomas is a good enough tight end to get utilized in a system like that. Um, and obviously we're seeing it. He's dominating targets. He's looking really good. I mean, he's bulldozing guys over. Um, so we, we like to see that. Dolce obviously coming off the injury. We'll see how he looks. And then Luke Musgrave, who, you know, we're waiting for that that breakout game from Luke Musgrave. You know, he's been playing well. He's been looking good, but we're waiting for that breakout. And I think he's going through a little bit of rookie trials and tribulations right now, missing some blocks, you know, running the wrong routes, X, Y, Z. So out of this bye week, though, I'm interested to see how they look, especially against the Denver team out of the bye. So watch out for Luke Musgrave next week. Um, I I think – so if you guys aren't following underdog fantasy on Twitter, they put out some like, and their YouTube channel is fantastic. Like, like I, that's like a weekly thing for me to watch what they put out. Uh, but they have a tight end usage chart here. The Falcons are at the top of the list, but that's, that's kind of to be expected because Arthur Smith going back to his days with the Titans, they've always used the tight end. We just didn't expect it to be Jonu Smith sprinkled in here. The chiefs, obviously number two with Kelsey, but the commanders, man, like Eric Bieniemy, you mentioned it. He's bringing over some flavors uh, into Washington and Logan Thomas is, I, I don't want to say he's a top five tight end, but I think he's definitely a top 10 option. Like you could probably name only four or five tight ends. You'd rather have maybe than Logan Thomas in your starting lineup right now. So he's the guy. Um, and then, yeah, you mentioned Luke Musgrave here. I watched the Jordan love cut up tape and he's still doing a lot of things wrong, but he's a rookie tight end. Like he's not a blocking tight end either. So that's where he has room to grow. Uh, but I think he's the guy that I'd rather stash. Like if this was bench, uh, start, cut or whatever, I, I think I'm I'm cutting Dulcich just because, again, I mean, you can see the usage here for Denver. They're all the way down here with their tight end. So I think we're starting Thomas, we're cutting Dulcich, and we're going to stash Luke Musgrave. I would agree with that. I will make a note here real quick. Yep. If you can get Kyle Pitts for super cheap, yeah. you know, uh, I'm, I'm willing – I'm kind of sneaky thinking he's going to have a strong second half of the year. He's getting healthier. Um, the knee wasn't 100%. Like uh, you mentioned earlier today, I think, you know, we were just talking about maybe they were kind of misleading us on how healthy just he was. You know, they went and signed Johnny, which was, you know, a bigger signing than what we thought. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that, I mean, he really has a chance to be like the number one guy on that offense. I mean, well, it's, it's, I don't know, like, can we read too much into a game where they threw the ball 37 times? Like, that's probably not going to happen you know, maybe four or five times the rest of the year, right? Mm -hmm. In as many games as we have. So I, I do think this is a bright spot for Pitts in the, in the passing offense here. But now, like, the one thing that he's never done in his career is be consistent. So if he can start to, you know, put double-digit games together, start scoring touchdowns, he just can't score touchdowns. Like, we need those. So I, I like the call there to potentially buy low on Kyle Pitts. Um, 
Jerry's asking the better stash, Bigsby or Keaton Mitchell? You've been a Bigsby man. What do we think so far? Yeah, I've been on the Bigsby train, and I think uh, ETN, you know, it's just he's the guy right now. You know, I think there's no reason right now in Jacksonville for them to use Bigsby because ETN looks good. He's playing good. Um, Bigsby really is just a stash if you have a deep bench. Um, I'll just talk about Keaton. I know you stash him in one of our leagues. Um, well, just real quick on Bigsby is like if you know, I mean, I hate to talk like knock on wood kind of stuff. Like if ETN were to go down or miss time, I don't think Bigsby's like the locked in RB one. I think they're going to use hasty. They're going to use, they're going to, it's going to be kind of like a, like a weird, it's going to look like Baltimore's backfield, right? Like we're just using random guys. Um, so I, I don't love the Bigsby stash. Now where I like to stash players is like, we don't know anything about Keaton Mitchell yet. We don't know if he's good. I know he was good in the preseason and he graded out to be like one of the best preseason rushers uh, in a small sample, but he looked really good. If you go find his, his tape on YouTube, he was making plays and it's just right now they're using three backs. So there's a chance that Mitchell is active this weekend and we can kind of get a, just get a little taste and see how it feels. Uh, but who knows? Like what if he comes out like Justice Hill and Gus Edwards are not elite players at these positions. They kind of have, Justice Hill has his passing role. Gus Edwards has his rushing role. Maybe Keaton Mitchell can come in and, and offer a different flavor here. So I think he's a guy that has potentially weekly value. And, you know, if anything happens to one of those guys, his value could increase. So I think it's Mitchell. I don't know too much about him, but I know I, I liked his YouTube preseason cut up tape. I thought he he's he's got juice. Um, and I think that's what the Ravens need in this backfield right now. So um Harris is asking half PPR Greg or Logan Thomas this week. Uh, it's Logan Thomas this week. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Jason's asking, uh, is that justice Hill, Keontae Ingram or Gibson half PPR? Uh, I do well, ideally. Well, this one's a Jesse question because he is the zero RB uh, man of the year right now. Yeah. yeah. I, can I can follow up with my, uh, my, my zero RB after this, uh, yeah. but I'll say off the bat justice Hill, you know, in a in a vacuum is the guy, but he's playing the Titans this week, and, uh, and just in general, we don't really like running backs against Tennessee, right? Right. It's it's just a tough play. It's a backfield that's ambiguous. We don't know who's going to really be the guy week to week. We expect Baltimore to be leading this, which makes me lean a little more into Gus Edwards. Um, Keontae we, Ingram. I was going to say, do we take any note on what Zach Moss did to this Titans defense last weekend? Yeah, I mean, is that does that shift the paradigm a little bit on just how good Tennessee is? Um, I, I, yeah, that's a good. I mean, it's a good point. It's a good point because Indy's a good running team. Baltimore is a good running team, right? So, can a good running team really take it to a team like Tennessee? When Tennessee's, I mean, they're kind of reeling a little bit. Yeah, um, man, that's tough. So, just thinking through it, then you got Keontae Ingram. He's coming back off an injury. Don't love that. And then you have Antonio Gibson, Washington. Washington is playing. Are they playing? Is this a divisional game? Are they playing the Eagles this week? I'm thinking of next week. They are playing Atlanta at Atlanta. And, dude, Atlanta, I don't know how, but they Another have the good, one yeah. rushing defense against fantasy running backs right now. Having a lot of touchdowns. So um, the thing with Gibson is we've kind of talked about it, uh, you know, to ourselves. In those games where – Washington is favored to win and have a chance to establish the run. It's a Brian Robinson game in a game like last weekend where they got behind, you saw Antonio Gibson out snap out touch 
pretty much for the most part. Um, so this might be a Gibson game. I don't know. I think I lean with Justice Hill just because he's getting carries and he's getting receiving work, whereas Gibson, it's still it's still kind of risky. But here's the work for Justice Hill. You're getting goal line work, five goal line carry or five total goal line carries for the Ravens. He gets four of them. He's also the two-minute back. He's in there on short yardage, third downs. Um, he technically is the Ravens RB1 in terms of, of snaps and opportunities. So I'm going to rank them as Justice Hill, Gibson, Ingram. That's yeah, I think it's the safest play for the week. Yeah. Is um, this the first week I've really seen Justice Hill kind of take over that lead role? Well, it's, I just, I'm kind of amazed that he's getting the goal line in the short right. yardage opportunities. So maybe, maybe Gus said, you know, he's removed a year or so from his ACL. Maybe he just doesn't have that extra pop that he used to have. And mm-hmm. um, I, I know they really liked Justice Hill in August, like the preseason and, and training camp, they really liked him. So maybe they're just riding, riding the player that they think is the best right now. So I would go Justice Hill. Um, and then he comes back with Higgins or Pittman half PPR. Uh, this one's easy for me, Jesse. I'll see if you have the same thought process. Yeah, it's Pittman this week. Yeah. Higgins first week back. He sounds hopeful. He's tweeted out that he's, you know, feeling good. But uh, Pittman against Jacksonville, you know, Minshew, we maybe almost like better for the pass catchers in Indy. So, yeah. I mean, it's <clears throat> on paper, it's a fantastic matchup for T. Higgins. But um, I just, they, they have their bye next week. They should let him just heal up. Like, if we're being real here, if, if they have a conservative coaching staff, like we just saw what Jamar Chase did, lean it, get Joe Mixon involved, you know, like lean on, lean on Chase and Mixon, let T Higgins rest up. I just, I've, I've rostered T Higgins the last two years and there's been times where he comes into a game limited and he'll play two series and then he leaves. Yeah. You know, I was it's a decoy. It's a classic decoy game. You know, yeah. they can throw him out there just to like get him some reps. It might not be meaningful reps. So it's hard to trust. And I mean, personally, I'm I'm pretty excited about Gardner. Min- uh, yeah, it sucks Anthony Richardson's out for a month or two, uh, but Gardner Minshew is going to lift this passing offense. He also kind of helps, I think, uh, the running backs with with throwing to them too. So I think Pittman's in play. I think I think I'm going to be ranking Pittman as like a top, a fringe top 15, top 20 wide receiver going forward. So he's to me a locked in wide receiver too. So we'll go with him. Uh, good evening to Charlene. Charlene's five and zero, by the way, Jesse. So we have to make sure uh, nice. if we get a Charlene question, we got to keep her, keep her winning keep games. Her undefeated. Um, Harris says someone dropped Tutu Atwell. Would you drop downs for him? And how much would you pay half PPR? Um, quick thoughts there, Jesse. Uh, initial thought is I think I prefer to keep downs. Yeah. yeah I think with Cooper back, the, uh, the pie has shrunk for Atwell. It's going to be boomer bust weeks for Atwell going forward. Um, I will say I, I'm, I've been telling the guys that I, I think Atwell is still a hold in deeper leagues. Uh, but again, with Minshew, we've seen two and a half games out of Minshew and Josh Downs has been double digit fantasy points in both of those games where he's played the full game pretty much. So I think Downs is, is the move here. I get it to, to Atwell. They traded away Van Jefferson. So two, two, like he, he, he got the starting job. So yeah. I think he's still a stash play, um, but uh, you got to go downs. Downs is the hot guy right now. Um, oh, this one might be for Jesse here. We got Jerry asking oh, about Jaleel, Laughlin, Imari, Di Mercado, uh, Deonta Foreman, if Roshan's out, and Chuba, if Miles is out. Full PPR, he needs two. He also has Gibbs, but it looks like he's trending out. Um, I will, I will, before I throw it to Jesse, I will say it does look like 
Roshan Johnson is trending towards not playing back-to-back days of not practicing here. So I'm, I would probably lean towards Roshan not playing, but Jesse, you have this same kind of dilemma. You have Jaleel, you have Foreman, you have Roshan and you got the Broncos backs going tonight. So like, this Mm -hmm. is right up your alley. Which two are you taking? Yeah. So Foreman right off the bat, assuming a Roshan's out two in a row, it's not looking too good for him. Uh, Foreman, again, matchup against the Vikings, you know, they've been good against running backs been good because teams have just thrown yeah. a lot on them um chicago is going to want to run more fields is playing good so i think you know you definitely have a good the highest upside touchdown wise in that matchup performing um then you know jaleel mclaughlin if javante was out i'd say yeah for sure get him in there um, with javante coming back it's going to be limited touches um he is exciting though it's kind of like you know last week you let him out of the bag can we put him back in can we trust Sean Payton? So that's where my mind goes. Can I trust Sean Payton to let Jaleel get the reps he deserves? Looking at DeMarcado, you know, he's going to be the guy this week. Kante uh, Ingram is back, but probably in a limited capacity. Um, so playing playing against the Rams, it's a divisional game, it should be a grinder. Maybe he slips into the end zone. We'll see. Probably a pretty good floor. And then Chuba with Miles. Uh, what's what's the Miles situation? Is he trending towards playing or not playing? So they they it's not looking good. They're on by next weekend. So I'm going to lean towards him not playing. He had back-to-back days of did not practice. He's got a shoulder injury now before the shoulder this week, it was a groin issue. So now he's got a couple things going on here with the bye next weekend. I, I think Chuba's probably playing. Um, so if for me, luckily you don't have, like, I don't think you can play McLaughlin. I think you, you wait on chase or Jaleel McLaughlin. Yeah. We like him. Yeah. We want him to play more, but is Sean Payton someone that we want to trust with? Even last week when it was just Jaleel and Samaje Pirine, um, Jaleel didn't get a lot of work and he still performed, but uh, they like Samaje on the goal line. They like him in the two-minute drill. They like him on third down. So it's a little bit uh, of a question mark there. So I think you wait for the the Miles info. You wait for the Roshan info. And then you probably play Foreman and Chuba. Yeah, you know, if, if we get Sanders out, Roshan out, I was going to say you just plug Chuba in. You get two um, starting running backs with like limited competition. So yeah. it's a nice spot to be in Carolina too against Miami. I mean, you might get a good amount of, you might get a, just a nice floor just based off just PPR grabs, you know, catches three, four balls. You're looking pretty good there. What excites me about both Chuba and Foreman is the bears and the Panthers have both been like two back systems. Mm-hmm. And now if you remove one from each, like that's You're going to give Foreman like 80% of the work. You're going to give Chuba about 80% of the work when they were only getting about 40 to 50%. So that's where I want to lean into. Um, Foreman's good still. I don't know why the Bears don't like him or why they haven't used him. I think they want to see what Roshan can do. And I think they probably feel a little bit of like a commitment to Khalil since they drafted. Like, you know, he's been there. So uh, I think Foreman's a good play. And then with Chuba, yeah, the Dolphins are probably going to score points. But guess who the third down back is? Guess, you know, like he's right. He's 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 a good player, and uh, I I do think I like Di Mercado. What concerns me is I don't know how it's going to look. Uh, James Conner did come out of that game early, and they gave it all to Di Mercado. So we don't really have a true evaluation of what he looks like. But hey, like if you swapped out James Conner's name right here and you wrote in Keontae Ingram, probably- it could look like that. Yep. Um, so I, I think. I feel more comfortable with Foreman Chuba. Let's let's learn about Di Mercado and how this is going to be. 
So we'll say that, Jerry. Um, Charlene says uh, she picked up Curtis Samuel and put JJ on IR. Curtis Samuel's been Curtis Samuel's been good. Um, we just kind of forgot about him. You know, we kind of just let him go. Jahan Dotson needs to get something going, but I, I believe the stat is Curtis Samuel scored more points than Jahan in every game this season. So we'll see. Uh, here you go, Jesse. Roshan or Cam Akers, non-PPR. Again, we think it's going to be Roshan Johnson not playing, so Cam Akers is the play. But tell mm -hmm. us, like, you have Cam Akers, like, potentially starting for you this weekend. So tell us, like, how does how does Cam Akers become a viable start in fantasy? Yeah, so Cam Akers, you know, it's week three now with the Minnesota Vikings. He's gotten just about 29% of the touches in the backfield of the last two weeks, under 30%. Um, you're hoping that improves against Chicago. What you're really hoping for is that they just get up and they run the ball and they grind it out. They take a little bit off Kirk Cousins, who now doesn't have Justin Jefferson. So maybe they lean on a little more yeah. into the run game. Alexander Madison, we know what he is. You know, he's a plotter. Cam Akers maybe, you know, you know, spices things up in the red zone. He maybe slips in for a touchdown. Um, you know, if Roshan was playing and healthy, I'd say Roshan is the play here. You know, I don't think we can trust that right now. So you're probably thrusting the acres. And what you're hoping for really is you're hoping for two to four targets, you know, a couple grabs and you're hoping for like, you know, what, maybe five to eight carries. And you're hoping for goal line work is what, is what you're hoping for. I'm not sure if you're going to get it, but that's where we're at right now. Uh, the thing that's popping here is the short yardage work. And, you know, they only had one goal line opportunity last weekend yeah. and it went to Madison, but they're showing that, hey, we could use him in short yarded situations. He only got one third down last weekend, but we're seeing, and again, two data points, the number has gone up from game one to game two. So maybe we see it in game three. And again, you might be forced to just play Cam Akers in this one. Uh, a, a dirty super flex question this one looks like. Zach Wilson or Desmond Ritter? What do we think? Man, so Ritter against the Commanders, dude, just got destroyed by the bears last week so they're they're reeling right now um you know if arthur smith has his way they're not going to be throwing 37 times and then you have zach wilson who's playing the eagles probably going to be down probably going to be throwing a lot so i think a volume player is probably zach wilson who yes. did you know he showed something right he's he's improved he's showing a little bit so my my thinking with Zach Wilson is like, yeah, they played really good against the Chiefs and that got them kind of riled up and like, hey, like we can win games. And then they go and win a game. So like the I think the vibe over there is like not we're screwed anymore. That's mm -hmm. what it was before that Chiefs game is like, oh, my God, like our season is like we're going to bench Zach Wilson. They're not saying that on ESPN or wherever anymore. Like they want to give him a chance. So I, I think the volume there with him, you also have Brees Hall, who's going to continue to get carries and touches and probably put that offense in better situations. So it's probably a higher scoring game too. I would bet if we looked at the game total, so I might lean. It's also in New York jets. Like we, we need to start, we, we need to like broadcast that out. Like games that are at home for New York, they're a different team. Like they play so it. differently at home. Yeah. We've seen it twice on primetime. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of steam there on Zach Wilson. I, I think Desmond Ritter, he could get you six points. He could get you the 26 that he got last weekend. So he's a little bit more wider range of outcomes where it's like, I just want to hit 12. I just want to hit my 12 to 14 points. I'll go with Zach Wilson and uh, we'll go. And the Eagles do allow quarterback points. They're both great matchups here, but um, we're going with Zach Wilson. 
Whew. We're going with Zach Wilson. Um, should I wait a week? Uh, Harris and I were looking at a trade. He was um, he was wondering if he should trade away his Mark Andrews, Jesse, and he would get in return Darren Waller, Aaron Jones, and Michael Pittman Jr. Just for Mark Andrews? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, so I, I don't want to give you the context of like the rest of his team, but like that's I, I, almost like a no-brainer trade, right? That's a very large package for for a tight end. So I, if you I just told me Aaron Jones and yeah. Michael Pittman for Mark Andrews, I'd probably say take it. So I think you should take that trade. Personally, I don't I don't think the drop-off from Mark Andrews to Darren Waller is that important because the your other team spots are getting better significantly. Like you're you're adding in a, a strong running back two, maybe a running back one, and you're adding what we like we talked about Pittman earlier. Like you're adding a Pittman that's gonna probably get 10 targets a game with Gardner Minshew. So yeah, you're losing points going from Mark to Darren Waller, but Darren Waller showed signs of life last weekend. And Tyrod Taylor might be starting in Is this. Is Taylor game, an improvement but, on Daniel but, Jones? Well, Tyrod, you know, he's the offense doesn't change that much. He can he can be mobile and move the pocket. Uh, and he also is kind of a dink and dunker, which might actually benefit a guy like Darren Waller. So I don't think the drop-off from Mark Andrews to Waller is that important because you're adding like two legit startings and as Patrick I mean, Pittman is have, a yeah, Pittman's a, like he's a top 20 play this week at receiver. So probably for the next month or two. Yeah. You know, as long as as long as Minshew's out there. So I, I personally like the trade, Harris. Uh, David has a follow-up question. Would you drop Rashi Rice for Roshan Johnson? If you're weak at running back, probably. I, I probably would do that. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he misses this week, but next week he comes back. Yeah. And you know, the next two to three weeks, he's your starter. Yeah. Uh, we do have about five more minutes left, guys. So if you want to get any more final questions in, please do. Otherwise, uh, always join the Discord. There's a link in the description if you guys want to get your questions answered before Sunday morning, but Pacheco or Mostert this weekend in PPR. This one's happening in 20 minutes. Wow. That's a, <laughs> this is a tough one, man. I think you got to go Pacheco. You get Mostert against the Carolina Panthers. But the Broncos, that's literally the worst two run defenses yes. in the league. The hottest offense in football. I mean, yikes. Yeah. Here's my thing though, with the one thing I'll say against Mostert is that I don't think the team will rely on him. And I have a super deep stash. If you're in any deep, deep dynasty leagues, go and pick up Chris Brooks. Um, we might see some of him this weekend. Uh, I, I did see Salvin Ahmed's healthy, so I think he does get a chance to be the number two. You also have Jeff Wilson coming back, maybe not this weekend, but they're not going to continue to give Raheem Mostert all that work because uh, they want to keep him healthy. So I think to me it's Pacheco. Yeah, uh, Pittman or Garrett Wilson PPR this weekend. I think we're both Pittman. Yep, Pittman. Uh, we had a question from Gullies. How we feel about tonight being the night that Kelsey Mahomes finally get a true connection, although I know the run game should be the main factor. Jesse, is this your burner? <laughs> I'm over here submitting questions. I mean, Gullies, you and me are on the same page. I got Kelsey Mahomes in, in our in our main league, the Fellowship OG League, and uh, I want to see 40 points, right? Gullies, we want 40 points from Kelsey Mahomes this week. And we're just we're waiting for that Kelsey two touchdown game. So maybe it's tonight. We'll see. I think Taylor Swift's in attendance. Is that that was confirmed, right? That was confirmed. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, can I get a DK Metcalf update? He didn't practice again today, which 
is concerning coming off a bye week. I was not concerned yesterday, but now I have a a, a little bit of concern. Back to back DNPs for D, for for DK Metcalf. Not sure what, but who knows? Like they did give a lot of you know they have six other DNPs today, so maybe they're just being cautious. Um, we'll worry about this tomorrow, there, Harris. Uh, Chuba or Cam Akers non PPR. I think we're we're convinced it's Chuba if no Miles Sanders. Yep. And even if Sanders plays, is it still Chuba? I think it's Chuba regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last minute thoughts on Minshew or Russ Wilson? He's got a big decision here in 15 minutes. Russell's played pretty good this year. I mean, we can't discredit that. I mean, we know the Denver Broncos <clears throat> suck defensively, but offense, you know, they've been putting points up. I have no issue playing playing Russ. You're gonna get you're gonna get maybe two touchdowns in 250 yards, you know? Maybe a, a Russell Wilson 15, 20 yards rushing. Um, yeah, I mean Russ likes this he likes the spotlight, you know. Like this yeah. is a game where he could be kind of he could be pumped yeah. up. You know, Russ, like he's yeah. he's talking to himself in the mirror right now. He's like, you know, this is this is our moment. So let's go with let's go with Russ. Russ has been Russ has been really he's been quarterback two worthy. He's actually like QB eight on the year. So it's it's a good opportunity to get Russ in tonight and have a little fun tonight. Uh, does Marquise Brown have a good matchup? I would say, looking at the numbers here, it's a tough matchup. Rams. I don't know why the Rams are so good at limiting wide receiver here, but they're allowing 25 PPR points per game to the wide receiver. Now, there's not a lot of other receivers there that we like in Arizona, so I would say if if, if you give 50% of that to Marquise, he's got a floor of about 12 points. So I think it's an okay matchup for Marquise. Um feel like this week that Darren Waller could have his worst week of the season. He's had some pretty bad weeks. He's had some pretty bad weeks. So like how much worse can it get? It's like, that, it's that's kind of my thinking. Like right now, I think half the people in a 12 team league just want seven points at the tight end position. So yeah. um, he says, love it, Jesse. He's got the Kelsey Mahomes stack as well. Um, this one's interesting. DK Metcalf or Jerry Judy. Do we, are we concerned with no Metcalf this weekend? And do you want to get Judy in the lineup tonight? Oof. Yeah. I, you know, Harris, do you have a third option that you can kind of wait on DK? Because I do like the matchup for DK this week. Right. But um, you might just have to take Jerry Judy. I, I would be so shocked if DK missed coming off a bye when it's the rib injury that he hurt week two. Yeah. He's been playing through it. I, I personally would be shocked if he misses. I, I might wait. Um Worst case, you throw him on the IR and scoop somebody like a and DJ Chark or something. It's a non PPR, so I I think the the question is who's more likely to catch a touchdown. It's probably DK. Yeah. So I'm I think I'm gonna wait, and uh, if DK plays great, if not, we can worry about that later. Um. Um. Good question here from Sports Dog. He's got Roshan Johnson who might not play, which we're assuming he's not going to play. Does he trust Brian Robinson, or do we find someone off the waiver wire? I mean, that's going to ultimately depend on who's on your wire. Uh, yeah. I can tell you that I, you know, I'm in a league where I'm playing Brian, Brian Robinson. And uh, I mean, I, you know, Washington could control the narrative against Atlanta, um, you know, but it really, it's not a game you love because I think it's going to be just a run out the clock kind of game. So don't love it. So the thing for me is it was as bad of a game script as it could be last weekend. And he still hit what, like eight to nine points. So yeah, just run him out there. I, I think you just run him out there. Uh, and yeah, good luck at uh, good luck this weekend to Charlene and everybody watching the stream tonight. We're gonna get yeah. out of here in a minute. Uh, Harris does say he doesn't have anybody 
else, um, you got nobody else, everybody's on by. Judy or Metcalf? Did we, did we buy the Judy? If you're telling me like it's DK or Judy and right in a vacuum, no other options, I think you just got to throw Judy in just an off chance that DK doesn't play. Yeah. Um, he's not a terrible play. He's going to go out and get 50, 60 yards tonight. So uh, play it safe, Harris. Play it safe. And uh, Harris is a Broncos man, so he's got to get a Bronco in tonight, I would say. Uh, but, Jesse, any final thoughts here? The game kicks off in about 12 minutes. Is it the Kelsey double touchdown Taylor Swift game? It just feels like we're due for a really big Kelsey game. Uh, I think Isaiah Pacheco is going to look very nice. Yep. So make sure you get him in your lineups and uh, just enjoy it. And who's the obscure chief touchdown for tonight? Uh, Jody Fortson. Is he still healthy? I, I don't know. Is, if he, he's... is he out there? It's either Noah Gray or Blake Bell. Then. Blake Bell. Yeah, there you go. Blake Bell. We'll find a way. But uh, thank you guys for hanging out. Good luck to everybody. You guys uh, you guys made this a lot of fun tonight. And uh, Jesse, maybe we'll get you back on another Thursday night. Absolutely. Bye. But uh, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs tonight, guys. We'll see you next time. Peace. That's right.